Welcome back, everyone. This is Lucy. This is Danielle. And this is Pack Your Suit With Your Thought Fit, a podcast where we'll touch on topics from health policy, Real Housewives, pop culture, and everything in between as two 20-something-year-olds navigating this space ourselves. So what so are we talking today's about today? episode is about being your authentic, genuine self. What that mm. feels like, what makes it difficult, how do you get there, when do you know you're being your authentic self, all of these questions. I have something to think about. I have, I have lots to talk about. Let's, let's, yes. let's dive in. And I think two of the, the places that we were thinking about this in is like in your life and then mm-hmm. in work. Yes. Especially these days with like work kind of feels like it's taking over um, your life. I think it's, you know, we can't just let it do that. We kind of have to manage that work relationship with, within ourselves. So a part of that is deciding like, all right, I, I recognize this is the place I, I want to be more genuine, more authentic. So let me figure out how, what that looks like for myself and um, the barriers that are, that, that exist that prevent me or make it feel impossible to be myself. Yeah. I feel like with my roommate, we're always saying we're literally living at work. Yes. And so I feel like we have, got into a place with work where like a you are literally in people's personal space I mean for example my desk is in my room um, and there's something really particular about being on zooms and like now people know at least like what my walls look like you know Mm -hmm. and like you're seeing people's partners and people's children or pets and it's just gotten very close in a way that like wasn't the case before no, not at all. I feel like it was very easy to separate things, but I, I have definitely learned when my, my associate director's dog is hungry, because the dog barks at the same time every day, you know, or whose kids like what type of snacks, because it's just kind of, we have met, blended these worlds over the last year, and now we know a lot more about each other. So I think it's even more important to be as genuine as we can be. But where would you like to start? Work or professional? I mean, work or like regular life? Before you can slip. Truly. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, yeah, let's start at work. Yeah, so do you feel like you bring your genuine self to work? Have thought it through like to the point where I feel like I can express that in this space, which I already know is not the like space that I feel safe in. It's like, it's very well thought out. I have the sources to back it up. I have my examples. I keep my, you know, voice even keeled. Yes. All of these things I know I have to do to even get the point across. And even then I know it's not always going to land and people are going to have things to say about it. You know, I've been called confrontational many a times. 
And so it's just so interesting to me that like people will come in with like half-baked thoughts. One of my Ooh. biggest, <laughs> biggest pet peeves is like devil's advocates, especially during DE&I discussions. It's like the devil actually doesn't need more advocates. Not at all. Um, so if that's an opinion that you're expressing, if that's a question that you have, say it with your chest. Stand in um, it. Stand in it. That is something, that's another like professional thing that I really don't like is the like throwing things and hiding the hand. If you believe something, say it with your chest. Don't try to him and ha about it. When the rest of us, exactly as you're saying, or some of us have really thought through what we're saying, how we're saying it all, like the, the emotional labor that we've put forth to prepare for this meeting, this discussion is being like pushed to the side for someone's half-baked idea. And for what? Who does that benefit? Who does that serve? And what are we telling other people? This really resonates, I feel, with me at the point that I am in my life and career. It's really deeply knowing yourself that you mm -hmm. can feel comfortable in the times that you are your authentic self to be like, hey, I know who I am. I'm rooted in this. Even if folks are like trying to make it something that it's not, like I know who I am and who my people are and like the work won't love you back. And so these corporations will fill your spot quickly. You know, it's really a numbers game, no matter how like well-connected or respected you feel in your company or with your team, I just truly try to keep that perspective like it's due to capitalism and white supremacy <laughs> the work won't love you back and something that I really held dear lately and have shared with a lot of other sort of junior people who I'm mentoring or working with really closely is from the Toni Morrison piece like you are not the work you do you are the person you are and so wow. you need to know who you are outside of that work. Wow, that is a very poignant statement and something to really keep in mind. Something I'm gonna hold on to too, sheesh, like. I think, yeah, I feel like it's, maybe it's just a me thing, I don't know, but professional aspirations and plans and things. I think people do try to remind you of the opposite. Like mm. their focus is really on like, what, what do you do? Where do you work? You know, what accolades do you have? And it's really not about that. Those things only matter if you feel good about who you are because those your job can be taken away. Your ability to, to work, to, do that particular job could be gone in a heartbeat but like who are you what are your morals what do you stand by that is far more important and it's taken me a long time to personally to like recalibrate and realize that and recognize the the negative impact it's had on myself and how i you know interact with the world by thinking oh, okay well i'm doing these hoity-toity things therefore i'm a good person or like those things don't matter those things will not matter when, it, when, it, when at the end of the day, it's about who you are, what can your friends say about you? What about your morals and your values? I love that. That's so, so, so important. For me too, especially lately, 
I've just been more aware of like what it literally physically and mentally feels like when I'm not my authentic self. Like, I just feel like there's like this gut feeling when I have been silenced. <laughs> Were you silenced? Silenced. <laughs> <you> silenced? <laughs> Both. Like when I feel like I hold my tongue about something that I believe in at work. And again, I just want to reiterate that like arguing with folks who have nothing to lose about things that are really important to you is not always the best for your mental health. And so it's okay to tap out of those conversations like yes, 100%. But I really genuinely have felt of late, never have I regretted saying how I felt or what I thought, but I've really deeply regretted like holding my tongue in those situations. And of course that's situational. Like sometimes I've really had to do that, but I literally feel like a gut feeling like my stomach is in knots when I just have not been my authentic self in that space. And I think that that's what's so frustrating about the work world sometimes is mm -hmm. that it really like forces us not to be. I think, oh man, so many thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like trusting your gut mm. is a life thing. There is so much value in trusting your gut. And I think a lot of this American society, capitalism, the Western world have taught us to ignore that gut check. Yep. Because people will do some strange things for some money, including going and going to grad school, but it's fine. But like, <laughs> you have to be attuned to your body to recognize those kinds of like, something feels off here. Your internal mm -hmm. compass, you have to know how to tune into that so that you can be your best self because you are so right. I, I don't think I've ever regretted saying something. I think I, I have, oh, maybe not, but <laughs> I've definitely, yeah, yeah. you know, I've definitely regretted like not saying something and being like, you know, I let that person say that or walk over me or it just, it doesn't feel good to not stand up for yourself or not fight for what you think is right because it's just, why wouldn't you fight for what's right? Why wouldn't you do what's best for yourself? But I, I think just the work world and the capitalism and the fact, the fact that we're always fighting to work has made us turn that off. I wouldn't say completely, but for some, right. but it's definitely been turned off for some people. And it's, you really have to fight to turn it back on to even recognize that it's off to recalibrate and say, okay, well, what is my moral compass? What is really important? What do I need to speak on? What can I let go? Because, um, mm -hmm. you know, you can't fight everything, especially at right. work. But just knowing what is important enough to fight for really takes some practice and some time. And that's really important too. I feel like the piece, you can't fight everything. And like, there is self-preservation involved. We were just talking about, we're going to be in the work world for 40 plus more years, <laughs> unfortunately or potentially and you know yeah you can't fight every single battle because again these places were not created with support systems which is such a shame and especially when people careers that they do not like mm. and they kind of take that out on other people and it's it's all just so bad but there there is the silver lining and the like the self-awareness to say 
at least I recognize this is something that I like or that I don't like and that and I can live better listen to myself to say all right it's time to go to something else because I think it's also important to know when is when Mm -hmm. this is not a healthy work environment for for me to be in yes the money is good or yes I'm doing what I'm what I want to do professionally but it's demoralizing it's taking pieces it's taking more than what it's giving to me um, or what I'm able to give back to this job and are there any tips that you have for folks to better bring their authentic selves at work yeah um recognizing the team or like especially yes like the team norms and the culture and figuring out like okay this is something that that, that I'm going to fight about or you know be riled up about or there's something just going to leave so just that discernment to say like this is something that's like a individual problem that I'm having with this one person this this is something I individually dislike versus this is like the norm being able to just recognize that um, is really helpful but also finding your people at work which is very challenging to do very, very challenging to do to, to not overexpose your or what may feel like overexposing yourself, but finding like support system or an ally or at least one person you can kind of talk to, to help like do those sanity checks, those gut checks to say like, hey, is this thing that I just experienced the norm? Like, again, is it the norm? Was I off on this? Was that just like a one-time incident or is something very, very wrong here and I need to exit stage left. I think that having at least one one person, one or two people to help you kind of distinguish that and navigate the workspace and navigate being your genuine self, it's really helpful. I think thirdly, like leaning on your friends outside of work, like finding your support system so that when you do come to work, you are prepared for the environment that you kind of are stepping into you're doing your best to, to limit its impact on your, your personal life by having real people to like get to know who you are and what you like and help support you as you deal with whatever is at work. Do you have any tips? Yes, those are great ones. I would say my top two tips outside of the ones that you mentioned are take a pause like something has just mm. happened, you feel off, your heart is racing. I feel like you really do get worked up, rightfully so a lot of the times. Take a pause, um, whether that's like stepping away from your computer screen or if you're in the office, like going to the bathroom, going for a walk, getting water. Sometimes I even try to do like a mini workout, like I'll just do like 20 lunges <laughs> or something to be like, let me process what just happened, take a step away, just so that I am not reactive, but also can just get my bearings and know Mm -hmm. that like, okay, I can center myself. Like that was a lot. Let me take a step back um, and just like reassess what happened. How am I feeling? What can I do Mm -hmm. about it? And then the second thing that I think is really important is keeping a paper trail. And so Hmm. To be honest, I just like keep a paper trail of everything and like I just don't trust folks that much. And so I think if you think something's wrong, there's probably something wrong and it is probably a pattern. So once people show me who they are, I really believe them. I believe it. And I keep my little data points together. Where are yours? Mine are in my OneNote in a tab. (laughs) 
tracking. Yes, I have a good one note as well. And so I say that not trying to be cynical, but just truly because I've seen it come up many a times. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you need data points and you need evidence. Cover your ass, CYA. Mm-hmm. Child mess. Well, at least now that works out the way. Yes. Talk about some more <laughs> other half of your life, the you know, or for many people, the majority of their life and not work is deprioritized. But like what what are your thoughts on being genuine or authentic in like your regular everyday life? What does that look like for you? Yes, I feel like this is so important. I feel like honestly, this is the crux of the work that you're doing as an adult. Like it's mm. really trying to figure out who are you what are your values? Like, what are your non-negotiables like in life? Like, which I think a lot of people then, you know, it equates to sort of the values, the person that you then want to be with and in a partner. But I think it's really deeper than that because if you don't know yourself, like every relationship that you have, and I'm not talking just relationship with partners, but relationships with friends and with family members will be impacted. I think it's so important to do that work and it's really really hard work and I'm not trying to come at it from like I'm an expert I've really (laughs) nailed this no I think it's an every single day thing it's like taking inventory of like why something impacted you how you reacted to something how you wish you reacted like what you can do to do something differently like but also like being really positive about the things that you love about yourself and the things that you are really proud of that you did and not just like accomplishments like work in school but like hey I'm really proud that I'm a loyal friend or I'm really proud of the way that I keep in touch with my grandparents for example and the things that really matter yeah just taking stock of that and putting in that effort to be intentional I think goes a long way. And you can tell that in somebody, you can tell when someone's being authentic and genuine. I feel like it's just such a like vibe spirit thing sometimes. Oh, absolutely. I a hundred percent agree with that. It is, you, you know, especially if you're a person that you feel like you're doing the work, which is such a woo woo thing to say, but like doing those, the self-worth that you're talking about, the making that concerted effort to take, take stock of who you are, what you, what you do. Cause you, your your habits are who you are and if you would like to you know be a different person or be a better per- whatever that self-growth looks like for you you know just taking stock of that too pressed about appearances or other things mm. that are you know that they're just trying to maintain show instead of being who they really are which if we're being honest makes it hard to connect with other people because if you feel like someone's not being genuine but you are or vice versa it's like you're two ships in the night like you're not gonna it makes it more challenging, I'd say, to form good good bonds with other people, regardless of what types they are, you know, friendships, relationships, even just acquaintances. I totally agree with that. I think it can just be difficult to connect. And for me, it's always like in the back of my mind, like, who is this person really then? Like, am I connecting with them today because they're mm. acting some sort of way, but then tomorrow they would act a different way or folks who I like peeped act differently around certain groups of people or in certain spaces or when talking about certain things I'm like all right I peep the inconsistencies and 
it's not at the math is not mathing here <laughs> i see you and i don't like it <laughs> essentially like all right i see how you move that's so that's just going to change how i move with you because i see how you move yes and i feel like for me in instances where I've tried to override my gut instinct about people. And I'm not saying that your opinion about people can't necessarily change, but mm -hmm. I feel like if you have like a deep inclination or data points that someone's inconsistent or red flags in some sort of way, and you try to override that, it really ends up catching up to you. I just feel like, and that's part of like being entrenched in who you are, that you're willing to be like, okay, this is not worth my time. Like this is right. not worth my energy. Like you have to be willing to stand alone in that essentially. Please don't laugh at me. Um, I feel like it's giving Drake lyric, know yourself, know your worth. <laughs> yes, champagne mommy. <laughs> it's, but it's true. Like everything you're saying is so true. Like when you know yourself, when you, when you know yourself, you're better able to recognize when other people are like kind of incongruent with who you are and you're better able to navigate those situations if mm -hmm. if you're like oh I don't know or I don't know how this person's kind of acting or you're like you you feel some type of way about, about how they're acting you may not you may like betray yourself in some yeah. regard trying to be their friend trying to be in their circle trying to do something you know anything with them and it's like it's of no it's to no one's benefit to do that it's really it's it's as I've gotten older, I think even when I was younger in like high school and college, recognizing like, oh, wow, there are some people that really know who they are. They're, they're very genuine. They're, they're, they're sturdy. Mm. They're sturdy people that know themselves, know what they're about, know what they like and dislike. And they are unapologetic about it because they, they just feel so convicted about who they are and what they're about. And I used to really recognize and be like, wow, these people are really cool. Mm -hmm. and but just not knowing how to access that that level of authenticity to share with the world and thank god for therapy thank god for meeting other yes. people meeting friends that like i have a few friends that the way that they live their lives genuinely with love with fun like all the best parts about them i think those people allow other people to be themselves Yes. They let other people recognize, and I'll speak for myself, it lets me recognize that I too can be my most genuine and authentic self. And there are people out there that get me and that will honor that and respect that. And there are the other people that don't, that can kick rocks barefoot. <laughs> That's one of my favorite sayings lately. And it literally is so visually true to me, but... <laughs> I just feel like that's so, so, so important. I feel like you touched on like the ability of when you're being your authentic self, it really inspires and encourages others to be themselves too. And that's so powerful. And yeah, I feel like I've always like, especially in college, you would see other people do it and you're like, Ooh, I want to access that too. I want to do that thing too. I want to feel that way or I want to see the situation, you know, but it's, it feels inaccessible sometimes. Yeah. And like surrounding yourself with friends who are like that. And I say this to say too, though, it's not like, Hey, we're all peppy, positive people all the time. For no. me, that's not my authentic self, 
but it's <laughs> friends who really check you and who balance you and who cheer for you and who are there for you. And that's not always like a, yay, hooray, Lucy, you're the best ever. No, that's not, you don't need yes men. Like you need people who are there to check you when you did something wrong. Like that's really important. And to hold you accountable. That's like one point two I want to make is like finding your authentic self. Yes, is important. There's a lot of like inner child work that I know that people do. And like, that's a really important element, but also working and improving on mm-hmm. yourself and your habits is really important too. And I know I'm going to give Candace from Real Housewives of Potomac vibes. Let me I get do, my tissue right now and dab the corner of my eye. Dab the corner of my eye because I have a post-it right here, like at my desk throwback Thursday to her having all these post-it affirmations um, while Mm -hmm. in Portugal. But it says, remember that you can be solid and change in the same moment. Mm. And I just feel like that's really important. Wow. I really love that quote because it's not just about people that are doing something quote unquote wrong or that they're like not where they want to be. It's like, you can be where you think you want to be and still looking for ways to improve yourself you can be really far away from where you want to be and want to improve yourself like there is no limit on it I think a part of it is just even recognizing your self-worth all of this woo-woo stuff the self-worth the (laughs) self-love it it really does seem woo-woo until until one day it kind of like hits different Mm -hmm. it really sinks in you're like oh okay like I, I I get all this stuff I get the work that's required to be my most genuine and authentic self and I see the value in doing it and the constant you know search for improvement while also being really content and happy with who you are as a person the the strides that you've made so far I really love your use of the word content like I feel like being content is something that I feel a lot of deep gratitude for the stability of my life right now like in a lot of ways and I don't want to like you know, avoid the fact that we're still in a pandemic, 20s and late teens was just really unstable. I think a lot of people are seeking peace in their life and, but they don't necessarily know how to access it. I feel like it was dramatic and like the drama is fun. Like sometimes, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, like we always have the fun stories. We're going out every night. And when you peel that back and it's just you, and you have to sit with yourself, like, do you like who you are? Ooh, do you like who you are? Two things. One, would you say the contentment you have right now with your life, would you say that's also, would you also use the word peaceful? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Some people's introspection, mm-hmm. we had nothing to do for quite a long time, especially for those of us who actually stayed at home. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No tea, no shade. (laughs) For those of us who were, you know, who either had the privilege of working Mm -hmm. from home, I recognize the privilege of working from home, not necessarily having to be out, out and outside, but I really mean for the people that I think this time was a personal awakening for awakening for some people. Um, over this last like 13 or so months of who am I? What am I really about? When you strip away all the things, 
who who am I really? And I, I have noticed that, I mean, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, and I feel like more people are aware of these things. Like, I wouldn't say they're, they're a trend, but maybe for some, this time has been transformative to, it has been, has allowed them, not like not being at work has allowed them to find out who they really are in a different way that maybe we would not have had access to if we were not in the pandemic. Wow. Yeah. Who knew that a part of the, like the self-improvement and being your best or being your most authentic self. Notice, I think throughout all of this, we're not saying be your best self per, in particular. Mm-hmm. I think we're just saying be your most genuine, your most authentic self and being content yep. and happy with who that person is that you look in the mirror with. I had time yeah. to take walks and like think about myself, think about situations. I had time to connect with friends and other people that provide perspective. Speaking of that though, mm-hmm. I feel like the pandemic and being home has really awakened on things. I had time to just think in a way that before it was the hustle of bustle, get up and go to work, go to work, survive your work day, commute home, try not to get, you know, accosted by the train or stop at some junk food place you shouldn't stop at on the way home eat, <laughs> go to bed or eat watch some teach some watch some tv and then repeat it the next day and be, being able to get get out of that routine for me was very helpful very transformative and I think really allowed me to do some of the work to feel like I'm closer to my best self to my most genuine self I mean I definitely agree I mean I definitely had a lot of time to just sit and think, sit and read. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you, I genuinely feel like this a lot of the time. And I know, Danielle, we've talked about this before. Like sometimes I'll be listening to a podcast or reading a book that is absolutely not based on my life, but I'll be <laughs> like, why did this just read me? Like drag or- me, sis. Yeah, get dragged by a storyline on Real Housewives. Or Insecure. Or, ugh. Insecure was was traumatic. (laughs) That one. Especially the early seasons. That show was a lot. I mean, every season I've gotten dragged by at least one storyline here or there. Mm. So, yeah, I just feel like there's definitely a lot of space and time for reflection, which is really necessary I also think that like you, I got to connect with people, but it also became clear like who you weren't connecting, different levels of friendship with. It's like, was that just your party friend? Was that just your going out friend? You know, which is nothing wrong with that. There's like, and acquaintanceship and like whatever you want to call it. But it definitely like, I think illuminated like who you need in your life, who you want in your life. The pan- For all the really, really, really bad things that this pandemic has brought us, like the very bad things, we do not even have to retell them. That's the one thing. I think it has raised some people's self-awareness, just a touch. Even just a touch, I think, is really... What you're bringing to the table. I feel like a lot of people spent alone time for the first time. Been helpful. Because it's true, like, who, who are these people that are that are in my life? Who are the people that I'm calling my friend? Are they really, like, are we really friends? Mm-hmm. What kind of friends? 
what value are, are they bringing? Who, what, what am I bringing to my friends? How am I being supportive yeah. to my friends? How am I being, you know, anything or what, who am I to, to my family? Mm. Who am I to myself? Um, it has been a roller coaster of, a, of, I think the last year, but over the last few years, as me personally have, you know, tried to figure out as I learn who I am myself, it has been very interesting to say the least. But I will say I am very proud of the growth that I've, I've seen in myself. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of how I handle things. Um, and I think that is because I, I am closer to feeling like or am already my most genuine self. She was in the gym, <laughs> figuratively speaking, putting yeah. in the work. And y'all may not have been in the gym with her, but she's still Listen, putting in the work. We were we was in a gym together because ain't no way, ain't no way, ain't no fucking way. I didn't get here by myself. I think I kind of rode your coattails a little bit to this new enlightened self, this better self, more genuine self. Because you've also been putting in a lot of work in the, what, how long have I known you now? Five years? That can't be right. um, Four years? Four-ish? Four years? Yep. Something like that. You know, like just seeing Lucy's growth too. Who she is, what she's about, what she won't tolerate, what fun she wants to have. I think that's been my, that's one of my favorite parts about friendships is watching your friends grow and do and be better and like hit the things that they say that that's really important to them, the milestones, the relationships, the jobs, whatever it is, just watching them like thrive. And I've been, I love being able to take to bear witness to who you are and all the growth that you've had. Oh, I love this. This is so heartwarming. I really do think friendships are so important. And if y'all haven't noticed, Danielle is a huge part of my support system. Listen forever grateful we, we used to joke about calling each other for like work questions like from under our desk but like lucy's basically <laughs> on speed dial on, on my phone so not for work stuff although we talk about work but like really a true friend a real friend and i'm very very grateful to have a lucy in my life oh how do we get please? here all mushy <laughs> This is real mushy for us, Danielle. Real mushy. <laughs> it is. It is. Is there any more actionable little tips that you have for folks who are trying to do this work? Something that's really helped you or you found really effective? Yes. And I recognize the privilege in this, but we can talk about, you know, ways to make it, this more accessible. Mm-hmm. But therapy, I think therapy or counseling or seeking out a better understanding for yourself in whatever way that feels good to you is really key. You know, with therapy there, it is cost prohibitive oftentimes, but there are resources that are out there for pro bono therapy, um, for, you know, seeing if your insurance covers it. Um, Maybe you have a benevolent family member or friend um, or maybe just be built into your budget to, to pay for therapy, to have that space, to, to have that space, that, that, that dedicated space to figure out who you are, kind of assess things in your past, assess your current situation so that you can be your most genuine self. It, I think it, you know, the cultural shit, we have shifted as a culture toward like more acceptance of therapy, at least in my social mm-hmm. circles. But I think people kind of underestimate the value that it has on your life. 
especially a good therapist. And there are so many resources available to find um, people that look like you, that, that help you kind of unpack your situation, your identities, and they are out there. We can probably post some um, resources in the, the show notes, um, but I, I really do see the value of counseling or therapy in order to help facilitate your self-work because it's, it's not the only thing it's a part of your self-work and being your most genuine self but I think it's one crucial component of it that has a lot of prompts and like different ways and frameworks and that's just like one accessible way especially if therapy is cost prohibitive for you retweet I love that and one resource I would just suggest off the top of my head is an Instagram page from a therapist. It's called New York Therapist NY Therapist. Um, and she's really great and has just a lot of resources, does Zoom webinars now. I like it. I love it actually. Yes. One other one besides therapy, which I feel like is so important is journaling. I've really gotten into it a lot. I've, and I don't feel like it has to be like this deep endeavor like it can be you know there's those five minute journaling um prompts that folks are really into I think it's like a journal in itself tried to get started with but also like I personally don't like to make it super structured um, but other times I like to do just one thing that was really tough in my day and then list three things that I'm really grateful for in my day and journaling during new moons and full moons so okay astrology <laughs> yes <laughs> refer back to our episode about trends and fads um but i feel like that just like puts a little time frame where at least twice a month i'm journaling around yeah. prompts just to see how often you know the hardest thing in your day was really outnumbered by three really great things in your day oh i love that self-reflection Ooh. tool I love that so much. Um, I would add like one little thing to journaling. I would just suggest journaling. I think it's a really great. Because like you really do not have to make it be the super structured thing. Something Mm -hmm. I started doing more recently when I just have a lot of thoughts in my mind, I'll kind of like number it and just Mm -hmm. get it out. Good ways to kind of just check in with yourself. So I think that's the other thing with being genuine is the consistent checking in with yourself of, do I like this? Is this something that, that fits for me? Is this who I am? Is this not who I am? Like, why am I doing this? And just being aware of those things really matter. And I think if more people do this, we will be in a better place as a, as a people, as a humanity. You know, I don't always have time to write something that makes sense or seems coherent in sentence form, but at least if I'm able to jot down like the topic or kind of put like a theme on it and then write down a few things that are, I feel right, you know, in that moment, it allows me to like get some, get it out and at some point revisit it. So I love the idea of these shorter prompts, these things, these other ways, the other strategies for journaling that aren't just write down with, you know, sit down with your pen and your brandy music, your, your <laughs> Mo- Moesha music <laughs> and, you know, journal and full sentences. Um, mm-hmm. So many strategies. We have to share more of these. I think they're they're really good. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And with that, I feel like that's all she wrote, folks. 
Thanks everyone for listening. This was fun as always, Danielle. Yes. Listen to our next episode. Listen to our old episodes, re-listen to them if you, if the mood strikes and we hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye everyone.